Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, everybody. Hello, Matt. Would you like a Colombian necktie or a bullet to the head? Well, let's see. I'm not sure, but something tells me that whichever one I choose, you will have already anticipated it. Hail Hydra. Today's episode, Agents of Sealed episode 207, The Writing on the Wall, is brought to you by the Saturday afternoon creature feature. Why? <laughs> you didn't hear him talk about the come on, man. Don't you don't you watch the show? I must have missed that one. I, I do apologize. Yeah. Come on, man. Well, I'm looking forward to delving into this episode. Just a quick mention, Pete, that we have uh, the poll up on FantasticGeek.com to help you, the listeners, decide what we will be doing uh, during the uh, during the hiatus between the end of these uh, fall block of episodes for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And when Agent Carter picks up, we want to watch a non-MCU Marvel movie. There's a poll up there. And Pete, I'll just quickly mention... Uh, a vow that I made walking out of Superman Returns many moons ago. I will never see another Brian Singer movie again. Right now, two Brian Singer movies are tied. I don't think it would be breaking my vow to go back and watch X-Men. But right now, X-Men Days of Future Past also tied for first. So come on, listeners. Go on there. Help me out. Brian Singer took away my Superman. Vote for something else, please. Or put me through two hours of torture. I don't know and i will review whatever the listeners designed happily so yes everybody vote for the brian singer directed uh marvel movies so we can torture matt (laughs) ah fun 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 All right, time to catch you up on what went down. Our teaser set in Rhinebeck, New York. Some discussion um, between a woman and a man. The woman we eventually come to know by uh, two different names uh, once we discover she was uh, Tahiti patient Rebecca Stevens, but initially known as Janice Rogers. These all sound like fake identities. <laughs> um, but uh, some discussion here about Burning Man two years ago. Wait, what's Burning Man, says the guy from Baltimore who knew her across the room. But he's starting to remember. Oh, she's an artist. They share memories. Pain. Wait, how do you know about the uh, the crazy uh, graffiti and Matt it's all connected. Try. They're all connected. Indeed. I in no way saw coming that they were going to kind of really push the football forward all the way into the end zone, if you will, regarding the Cree Feedy. And um, there's that, you know, there, there's the mystery of this opening. It's almost a cold opening where it's unclear. Is this, is this a, her memory? Is this a, a latent memory? Is it is she just kind of you know misremembering the way we all do? Hey, you look familiar, and then very quickly this you know not not to overuse the hashtag, but the fact that there is this you know connection that it is indeed all connected and they are all connected, as you said, um, comes into profound focus as he takes out a knife and starts to do his uh, his dirty deed. Indeed, um, we pick up speaking of the knife and the deed with Colson yet again carving um, some interesting music being played in the background. I know there was discussion on Twitter about that, but Colson is now carving so intensely he breaks the knife and may has left specific instructions that Colson be monitored while he is carving. Um, once infrequent, he is now doing this every day. And while May is out looking for Ward, Sky has oh. drawn Colson duty. Ah, <laughs> uh, you said duty. Um, I like 
that they seem to have an equilibrium in this episode regarding some of the concerns that I've had in the past where it's like, hey, we're going to have Director Coulson back in the office. Let's send the other people out to have great action moments. Uh, in this episode, that clearly is not the case even early on. Yes, he's back in the, you know, back at HQ, but the fact that Sky is there, I mean, uh, to me, I think is an early indicator that this is going to be about, uh, you know, character, dialogue, things like that, not just kind of, you know, a slightly more pedantic um, setup of, you know, he's there in the earpiece saying, go, go, go. Uh, similarly with May, yes, she's out, and there's kind of this convenient, you know, May is the overseer of the Colson problem, but but May's not there. Um, but, you know, she too reenters the story, and it's kind of with the implication of action for her. But um, it's a very nicely set up start to the episode, and indeed in this scene, um, we get a healthy dose of exposition from Sky. She recaps and summarizes that these symbols are not a map, it's not a genome, it's not, not, not this. Again, we've spoken so many times before with you, dear listeners. This is just a necessary, I wouldn't even call it evil, it's a necessary function of weekly dramatic television. If you're going to binge watch this on uh, DVD, Blu-ray, or Netflix, and they announced in a, in a couple of weeks the, um, the, the, that it'll hit Netflix, um, uh, at least the first season will, you know, you don't need this recap, but you do when it's once a week, so... Anyhow, with that, Pete, back to you. Act one begins with May and company in pursuit of missing former S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA operative agent Grant Ward, uh, who has been tracked down to Philly. And meanwhile, his double-dealing brother, Christian Ward, has now covered up that his brother has gotten loose your thoughts matt well i mean first of all the fact that uh the fact that ward is in philadelphia is just an affirmation of what we closer to the big apple know so well about the city of brotherly love uh, i'll let you listeners read into that as you want but the reveal that ward was packing c4 the ward knows that agents are on to him i think elevated him as a bad guy and elevated him just as a character we've you know he was chosen for Colson's team to be the super spy, and here he is being a super rogue spy. And it was just, it, it put sharp teeth into this into this character so quickly and with such narrative ease. Uh, it really was remarkable. Matt is wearing a dead man switch and what looks like a bomb vest, the same as actually having a dead man switch and a bomb vest. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I there certainly were times that he it was presumed that he had the bomb vest on where it didn't seem like he was necessarily holding the switch. Um, is that just, you know, hey, a slightly sloppy moment of, you know, that your, your continuity person didn't catch that and say, Brett, you need to hold the thing. Maybe um, I choose to say this is not a sloppy show. So how about this, Pete? We'll we'll meet it halfway. Real C4 switch not a dead man switch or maybe it's just for looks perhaps so um with the ward mystery at least as far as his whereabouts solved our agents begin to trace his movements though they know he seems to have these explosives wired to blow um we then move to uh, Coulson and Sky learning the identity of uh, the woman who was killed in upstate New York. Um, there was a interesting sideways connection to another uh, ABC property there with uh, um, the uh, person who leaked the... Um, the crime scene details about Janice Rogers, uh, Matt? Yes, and our venerable pal, Mike Sorensen, was the one to uh, to point it out. Micro is the nickname for the character Microchip, who uh, is an ally-turned-enemy uh, in the comics of Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher. So um, there you go. The Punisher is out there, or at least the Punisher's you know helper guy or, or once helper guy is out there. 
um, a reminder that it, you know we're we're living in this larger world. Off the top of my head, I don't know the state of the Punisher movie rights, but probably they're like, hey, call a micro. Whoever has the movie rights, are they really going to sue over micro? Um, so there we go. Micro's out there. Next stop, the Punisher. <laughs> so uh, they break in Coulson and Sky to uh, this deceased woman's home, which is now an active crime scene. And uh, Coulson's convinced he's seen her before. Um, there are paintings of graffiti and down in the bottom corner, one of, of them is, of course, called a magical place. It is in a nice little uh, flourish. The quick view that we got of the, the carved, as I call her in my notes, shield agent gal. Um, it was a brutal but quick reveal. I think the show really has a nice handle on how much violence to show, how much kind of, you know, pretend violence and how much real violence uh by the way pete um blade ghost rider and punisher back in the marvel stable as of uh, a year or two ago so put down your lawsuits micro is indeed part of the mcu which means so is the punisher act two features colson pouring over photos of the paintings and he surmises there are pieces missing that he did not have them all um, Rebecca Stevens, the real uh, identity of the once thought deceased Janice Rogers, was in fact a level seven shield agent, and she too was a Tahiti patient. She had been stationed at the Triskelion, the um, facility that was destroyed or definitely uh, damaged by the events of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, back in Philly... By the way, Pete, uh, if, I, if I may yeah, interrupt, yeah, yeah. I have to. I believe she was a level six. I know that's nitpicky, but... Did I say list, level seven? You said level seven. I'm sorry. So she, welcome to level six. She, Matt, was uh, ready to take the test for yes. level seven. And then on that fateful okay. day, S.H.I.E.L.D. came crashing down. Exactly. But back to the city of brotherly love, Pete. Yes. And Ironic since Ward, brother, etc. Indeed. Ward, handing out the love, decides to uh, help a, uh, a mommy and the son with their bags. He says his name is Zach. He meets Alexa and Graham and uh, boards a bus for Dallas. Um, and then rudely says, I'll sit in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um sitting, of course, next to Bobby Morse, who he had already seen uh, reading. She was on page 117 outside. She's still on page 117. He makes small talk. Oh, you must not like to fly. There's mention of a bus. All the hints are there. And he says, you're either slow or you're with Colson. What's the deal? And I loved the tension. It was all about tension. And I think if you're wondering, well, why did he offer to help the mom and the kid out when he could have just gotten on the bus and, and scoped it out? It was all about the tension. It was a reminder. There he is with the vest. And, okay, we kind of know he's not going to blow himself up and, you know, a guest actress up. Uh, but, you know, you throw a mom and a kid in there. And all of a sudden it's like that mom and the kid who they're so nice. Gee whiz, they're just taking the bus to Dallas. That then becomes the stakes of of his threat. It puts a face on, and this whole bus could could be exploded. Um, I'll mention too, by the way, Pete. I think uh, what was the mom's name? That was Alexa. Alexa. I think that Alexa had that bus ride gone differently, might have been prepared to give her son Graham a new daddy in the form of uh, undercover Ward. I think she was she was ready to hop on that bus. Um, <laughs> but then Pete, of course, Ward hops off the Dallas bus to the Boston bus. And what's the hilarious reveal? Uh, the cowboy um, Nick Disco blood. <laughs> uh, uh, Agent Hunter. And I just thought, look, as they're, as they're, they're, scripting out these episodes as they're figuring out the different moving pieces within the story what a great use of hunter what a great use of somebody who we've seen as kind of this you know dastardly but nonetheless upstanding englishman now kind of you know hey y'all here we go and it was just that slightly imperfect southern accent that brits 
seemed to just not quite be able to master. And it was just perfect. It was an absolutely perfect moment. And uh, a moment to relax. I know we were heading into an act break at that point, but a moment to relax from the prospect of Alexa and Graham and everyone on the other bus getting blown up. It was just, hey, this is an action-adventure show. Take a deep breath, go to commercial, and then thus ends the act. Actually, no, Matt. The act didn't end there. Oh. We got back to the playground where Simmons revealed that uh, there was GH325, the self-same serum that flows through both Coulson and Skye's veins in the body of Rebecca Stevens. Coulson doesn't know what this all means, but he knows that they're going to have to torture the answers out of him act break <laughs> that's that's the singer upon which to end the act um i just thought it was interesting that the quickly the tension did return there um as colson's going to be quote unquote tortured to dig out the memories um and then there's that wonderful addition hey mac come in here to help help how can i help you can help hold him down again fits the narrative also puts henry simmons in the scene um, and just, you know, great use of this, of this larger cast that is in, uh, season two. And, uh, with that, Pete, we're about to go where we have never gone before into Colson's mind. Yes. And, um, easily the most unsettling scene since we saw him operated on by this machine previously, um, And seeing it from the perspective of the flashbacks and the hallucination, you know, this this uh, memory machine that he's in, it's never given a formal name past that when he was in the guest house. okay, and he's uh, checking out some paperwork and suddenly Stevens appears and then there were a total of six patients He's writing reports on them. No doubt this was him overseeing, as we already knew, um, this Tahiti operation before he would become uh, one of its beneficiaries. And um, he's recommending immediate release for these people. And then it gets all trippy. There's the writing, the carving. Uh, there was crying and screaming, and there was even one guy drooling. Um, our stranger, who we eventually come to learn is Sebastian Derrick, um, a uh, assassin from the dark side of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever that means. Okay, He mentions the lunatics, which becomes a touch phrase throughout the rest of this episode. All of these patients are wildly unstable. And then Colson winds up having a very terse and tense discussion with uh, someone we never get a name from, a, a short-haired uh, doctor, a nurse, maybe an assistant. It's never quite clear. And um, they seem to be debating what the good of this program is. Uh, Colson says we should shut it down. She says the technology and the, uh, the Cree corpse is a thousand years old. It's older than the pyramids. It is referred to as a host, which I thought was a very interesting um, choice of word. And uh, they want to erase these minds. They're no longer agents. Colson then watches the robot operate And Matt, I could not help but, as we were watching this, looking into the operating gallery where we saw Coulson, but we've believed in the past, and I believe Mark Amargo on Twitter pointed this out for the first time that I saw it anywhere, that it might be Dr. Daniel Whitehall who watched Coulson's surgery performed. Although Hydra at the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility watching this happen might have been a little bit of a stretch, but it certainly from a distance is possible. That, that whole scene was, I, I think it was proof that the show has a, a degree of freedom, uh, perhaps because it's a Marvel property within, you know, the ABC, you know, on the ABC network. I, I, I don't know, but I, I imagine other shows would present, Hey, here's what we want to do. It's like some trippy thing. And like, 
the writing is coming off the table and sliding around and there's intercut with drooling and crying. And I could just imagine other networks or other shows being told, uh, no, this is just this is too out there. Just keep it simple. Good guys, bad guys. The fact that they took it so trippy and for such a length of time, maybe a good four or five minutes, we were inside Colson's head um, where clearly there's this mismatched reality. Uh, and we know that. But just these the the intercuts, the blurry shots crying drooling as you mentioned it's just it really sold it and frankly it was kind of this dark climax or the beginning of this dark climax to the whole tahiti mystery and here we're kind of you know we're taking it to this low point as we start to build uh you know build to getting all the answers finally we leave that very uh disturbing scene for the uh nicer climbs of Boston, Massachusetts and the Gold Bricks Tavern where uh Hunter has a uh 20 on the big bad wolf <laughs> or former agent Ward who steps in for a pint. Indeed, and there's that wonderfully unsettling line that you reference at the uh, at the top um what was it a colombian necktie or a bullet to the head indeed and it's kind of initially like okay and then it's just uh oh they're ordering tough guy drinks yuck 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 bullet to the head on the rocks and it's (laughs) on the house matt welcome back hail hydra yeah that's the great reveal that it's you know (laughs) here he is you know knee deep in in those uh venomous villainous hydra folk um who which is of course that? what's who, that who, who's knee deep in these venomous hydra folk well it appears that it, it it appears that ward is knee deep with them although that in and of itself is a bit of a uh, a bit of a fake well we'll we'll talk about him in a little bit oh i'm sure bakshi showing up uh, he utters the, back. All right. Yes. He utters a phrase, Grant Ward in from the cold at last. In fact, he was called by Ward. Uh, Ward said that he was not dead. He was waiting. And Bakshi says, how can I help? And Ward seems to know, uh, who is where he says, since Strucker is overseas, Baron Von Strucker last glimpsed in the secret scene to Captain America Winter Soldier. You'll see him next in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, Whitehall is leading Hydra West. And uh, we find out that the power structure is a little bit different than maybe we might have envisioned. I know that I am usually wrong. I am not spoiler Matt the way you are spoiler Pete. But I know that Brett Dalton was um, in Italy over the summer for a, you know, for a movie unrelated to to uh, you know the Marvel stuff. Uh, that said, I'm holding out hope that we're going to have some sort of Ward cameo, perhaps uh, in Age of Ultron, just because they were uh, also filming Age of Ultron in Europe at the time. Hey, Brett Dalton, why don't you pop Maybe over? Maybe even, Matt, in that same country? Perhaps so. I believe that they were filming you know, filming in Italy at the same time. So no, it they, might all they be really connected. In, they filmed in Italy. Indeed. They did. Bueno. Um, our uh, two Tahiti patients are left alive. And um, Coulson, again, in his hypnotic... Uh, memory machine state had asked um, Sebastian Derrick to roll up his sleeves. He is, of course, covered in carvings of graffiti. Say that three times fast. He does not want his mind erased. He wants to be able to go to these memories. May finds out that Sky has allowed Coulson into the memory machine. She is not pleased she decrees as a potential future director even though colson had snapped earlier in the episode that may is not the director at least not yet um that 
Coulson be locked up. And instead, Coulson turns the table on Sky and throws her in Ward's former cage and heads out after one Hank Thompson. This is what happens when the new guy comes into S.H.I.E.L.D. Hey, we're going to get rid of all our old, old protocols, our old flow charts. It's just going to be, you know, do what's in your heart, man. Hey, Sky, you take him down because he seems compliant. No, there, I, I guarantee you, under Nick Fury's, you know, tenure as S.H.I.E.L.D. director, it would have been, you need a three-to-one ratio for suspects being put in, you know, in, in a lockup cell. So I, I, I call Fooey. To director Coulson's, uh, you know, <laughs> procedures there in so far as it went back and, you know, bit his own team in the in the caboose. Um, but Pete, the wrap up of Coulson's uh, flashback, particularly where there's that editing where he's watching and then all of a sudden now he's watching himself being taken away um, again, just kind of unsettling and and and. Uh, kind of soft and vague and 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 dreamlike and awful and nightmarish and all of that and really just just such a narrative pleasure to see even though it was kind of a a dark pleasure act four begins at thompson welding where uh hank and his son are playing trains an old friend has shown up at the house apparently to see them meanwhile back at the playground Mac, quite a bit of, of a fan of the video games, is talking to Fitz. Apparently, these games are good for Fitz. He is making progress, which I thought was uh, welcome news after some of the dark places we've seen him go so far this season. And uh, May frees Sky to find out that Coulson has gone after Thompson and Derek. Um, meanwhile, um, <clears throat> uh, Coulson explains to Hank Thompson, he'd like to pick his brain. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. By the way, Pete, just to dial it back for a moment, wonderful to see Mac and Fitz playing video games like real pals. Um, it, it's nice that Mac has kind of taken that spot as Fitz's friend. Uh, vacated by uh, by Simmons. Also, Pete, the most eagle-eyed viewers will notice that Mac was enjoying a nice cold one while playing the video games. Another Bendiri beer, something that I pointed out to uh, Nick Blood on Twitter, as well as Benjamin Deary, for whom the beer is named. You can refer back to fantasticgeek.com for our unearthing of that fact uh, by way of some pals on Twitter that Bendiri beer is a very uh, Nick Blood-ish reference to something britishy um also bloody Pete, good. Oh, bloody, go ahead, good. Pete. bloody good bloody good indeed uh, i'll just mention by the way that uh mac notes that colson is like a man possessed and when we head into the upcoming scene here where, where colson is talking to some of these people um uh he is acting surely like, you know it's not like a man possessed he's acting you know as a man possessed uh quite literally so with that pete please continue hank thompson here played for us by a uh, veteran of several series the 4400 and uh the v reboot joel gretch um tells colson you know carvings i i told you both i i don't know anything both and there's uh derek um swooping in and takes both Coulson and Thompson into custody. Meanwhile, May's team has hit the tavern and the town in Boston, and uh, they find a little present, Matt, left for them by former Agent Ward. Indeed, it is uh, Bakshi destined for the box. Hashtag Bakshi in a box. Um and I just thought that it was absolutely wonderful. It was it, it, so many things clicked together there. Um, um, the actor who does Bakshi, Simon Cassianidis, is just wonderful. So the fact that he's you know going to continue to be on the show and wasn't you know the recipient of a Colombian necktie, um, that's welcome news. The fact that you know well, I guess we could discuss where he's going to end up when he ends up ends up there, but you get to use a set that you've been using. 
it's just it, it was just this moment of aha yes this puzzle piece fits so perfectly with the reveal that Bakshi dressed as Ward. I, I suspect that perhaps maybe Ward was like, they'll probably pull the hood off and keep Bakshi alive. Maybe they're so angry at Ward, you know, at, at him, at Ward, that Ward figures, let's dress Bakshi as me, meaning Ward, and they'll shoot him with the hood, as, you know, while the hood is still on, and then it's even more mayhem. But a wonderful moment. And the guy wearing a $3,000 suit suddenly is wearing the um, <clears throat> electrical tape that says for Colson. <laughs> Indeed. Act five. It's all about pain, Matt. And Derek reveals that the pain is the key. It made him remember that the cutting, the carving helped him uh, move forward Derek reveals that he came for uh, Colson once already, but he was already dead. He was the first one he looked for. Um, and obviously it was between the events of Avengers and the start of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but it had to be carving on bodies. It has to be deep, Matt. And it certainly is. Uh, Thompson, meanwhile, has wriggled free. Of course, not knowing he was a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, he catches a knife in between his bare hands. He frees his family and he and uh, frees ultimate, Coulson. ultimately uh, frees Coulson and he ultimately helps uh, Coulson to get the drop on Derek. And what do they find? What does choking him out with uh, a piece of rope reveal? The final piece to the puzzle mat it's a city because when you look at the train thing clearly the carvings are now a city and at that yes. point i was like why we need more explanation which we'll discuss in a moment the show very gamely gave um i'll just mention pete in this scene i thought the pacing was a bit fast uh yes everything makes sense that both train man and carving man Fine, they're former S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. They have certain skills. The, you know, one is more aware of it than the other. It just seemed like, it seemed like here the story kind of quickly came spilling out of the bag. Um, again, not to great detriment, but just it was just kind of this like, wait, what? Now he throws a knife, and it, it just it just went a tad fast for me. I was fine with it, and I really dug the reveal um, three dimensionally of the train set, the city. Where do you see where this is all going, Matt? We can talk about that in our level seven segment. Oh, um, but like home and pigeons, uh, Colson reveals now that the compulsion is gone, they needed to get to this city. And now that they know they're looking for a city, that's the next part of this quest. Uh, Ward's a gift now in tow. Mr. Bakshi, as Coulson pronounced it, they have his cell phone. And Coulson addresses his S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. He uh, apologizes, essentially, for all the craziness, said he was chasing windmills. Love the, uh, the nod there to um, Man of La Mancha, to uh, Don Quixote. A, a okay. Quixotic reference. Yes. Or Quixotic, if you will. Yes, please don't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really that this was a puzzle. And while Hydra has more resources, they don't have this piece yet. They need to find this city before they do. Dun, dun, dun. It, it was nice that they took that scene to explain it and to show with the 3D projector thing Hey, it really is a city. Again, I'm a little unclear as to how Coulson looks at the train set and how the camera goes overhead to go little circle into big circle. You see, it's a city. Um, I, I Look, the show served it up there. I'm not unclear as to what they want. I'm just a little unclear as to the, the particular machinations to it. But Pete... That's not, of course, how the episode uh, the episode ended. That's not the, uh, the the note that I'm sure you want to end on. 
Take us home, Pete. Our tag scene features. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming. Former Shield agent, former Hydra parasite, Grant Ward. Getting rid of his beard, Matt. A symbolic haircut as well. Why do you think the writers would script such a scene? Well, Pete, in that, as we've said so many times before, that the beard is uh, is TV code for you are a bad, bad man. Or sometimes you are a lost, lost man. Here he's lost in his own badness. So it's two for one. For him to remove that, it's saying, I must admit, Pete, it is saying here in this seventh episode that, that Ward is starting his, his journey upward. He has reached the bottom of the well and is now climbing up, up, up towards the light. Meanwhile, Sky is working back at the playground. Did you notice the trust cap picture framed on the desk there really quickly visible? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and I don't miss visual motifs. There might be plot <laughs> stuff or dialogue, but when it comes to the visuals, absolutely. Bakshi's cell phone rings and Sky answers it. Hail Hydra. Okay. Ward explains... Hey, I left you a present that I promised. Uh, I'd like to uh, make sure he gets a face-to-face with Coulson. Uh, Sky is uh, pretty bent, understandably, of course, over the course of this conversation. She compares the present to a cat bringing dead birds. Um, but <laughs> Coulson explains, I'm sorry, uh, Ward explains that he thinks Coulson can do better. Um, that he's going to be hard to replace, that these new agents, you know, they're just new agents and they're not him, and that he's going to see Sky soon. Matt, gun to your head, did he threaten Sky? Um, I think that Sky should interpret it as being a threat. Now, if it's gun to my head and I need to, to guess... There is yet to be evidence presented in the show that is Ward see you is... soon a threat. Well, it is if you've like killed a bunch of people for the enemy. Well, you, being like, the visual medium killed... that TV is, of course, we're also watching him load up uh, a duffel bag uh, with an arsenal of weapons, and of course, so that we know where he's heading. They throw in an article with his brother's picture on it, Senator Christian Ward. Um, So we know he's got bigger fish to fry. And that's what we call the misdirection. Uh, And I I just had, in my spoiler-free existence, I just had the penny drop. And we can discuss that, of course, in a later segment. And I just figured out... Why you are right, Pete. Well, again, man, it's the burden of being me. (laughs) The dossier. Okay, detailed look at our bad guys. Our first character, previously known as The Stranger. Uh, Tonight, we get a couple of names ultimately known as Sebastian Derrick, this assassin from the dark side of S.H.I.E.L.D. First off, Matt, S.H.I.E.L.D., dark side, when you had HYDRA within it? Like, how many dark sides of a dark organization that goes dark in the dark are there? It's it's like an onion, man. I mean, look, there's a reason that there was was the different levels and whatnot. It's... There, of course, there needs to be a dark side to the secret good guys. This is, you know, who who you send in. You know, it's like SEAL Team Six, man. Like they're they do the things that that need to get done, even if it's not pretty. Well, hopefully, Shield doesn't have like fifteen guys that come forward and say that they shot uh, Bin Laden as well. But um, our uh, Sebastian Derek here, 
I really dug the angle of the pain bringing clarity. And I think that this motif is going to be returned to. How so? Well, I mean, you consider that he was being choked out and Coulson knew what he was doing. He was bringing him to a point where he would be able to conceptualize what he was chasing. And, of course, Coulson also realized, standing above the train set, that it was a view from above three-dimensionally and not the map that we figured or coordinates or whatever it was. And I just think that it's too ripe with uh, parallels. The, the pain that we've seen, Colson, Sky, we know that uh, the doctor played by uh, Kyle McLaughlin has inflicted a tremendous amount of pain. It seems to really be something that's binding a lot of these characters that we know are all connected by this serum together. Which reminds me, of course, Pete, uh, of the question, when are we going to find out about the doctor? Doctor who? I'm sorry, I don't know doctor what? Uh, I was saying, who else is on your dossier? Uh, Agent Grant Ward, I think, has to be evaluated in this episode. We see him possibly with explosives around children in a bus station. This very tense discussion he has with uh, Agent Morse. Uh, Lance Hunter couldn't have been happy that the two of them sat together on the bus there before he uh, disembarked. And um, we know that he's got a duffel bag full of goodies headed towards his brother. Uh, Sky doesn't seem really pleased that uh, he would call, even though he threw them a bone. So, uh, Matt, let's turn the tables. What do you think about Agent Ward? Uh, I think that there exists the narrative possibility before we, you know, before we even get to level seven stuff. I think that there's the narrative possibility where he's just going to keep delivering, you know, the the most bad of bad guys to Shield, where that could be his his dramatic ticket back in. I still contend that the show has made the odds pretty high. You know, the odds are against him in terms of being accepted. Um, but uh, well who says he has to be accepted there was a lot I think of that's bluffing. this I think that's this idea that, that people have really you know you don't need to be liked or loved to exist within this rogue organization um I don't disagree uh, and I think that um I think that that's a point people should remember that that if we're not going to have that much vaunted, you know, in Joss Whedon shows, they take the people from us that we love. If they're going to not do that, you know, once a season in, the, in this show for whatever reason, um, you can still have that 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 wonderful time before there was the Ward reveal where they were a happy family and never get that back again. And I think that's okay. Well, Matt, you haven't seen next week's episode yet, so you don't know if we might lose somebody. Pete, I hate when you do that to me because I always, as soon as I see the mutant enemy rawr guy, I quick turn the TV off so I'm not spoiled. And then you you plant these plant these things into my head, much as the uh, the the Tahiti project planted uh, memories into people's head as well. So it's all it all truly. Is connected, Pete. Time to analyze and theorize. Matt, this city. What is going on with the city? There's a lot of buzz on Twitter right now. I, of course, don't have Twitter open despite the fact that I have two screens that make the podcast possible. 
um, or makes the podcast possible, if I'm going to use the correct grammar. Um, what is the city? I think that I it would have to be some sort of either very old place. Now, we did have that clue, right? They're, they're older than the pyramids, um, which is probably the best guess. Uh, or perhaps somewhere that we haven't been but will go. Now, you might say, well, yeah, of course we're going to go there. They said we're going to go find the city, so we're going to go find the city. That's not what I mean, friends. Think of the places where we are going to go now that the Marvel movies have been laid out ahead of us. Here's one theory, Pete. Maybe it's Wakanda. Although I would bet more some kind of oldie, ancient place, perhaps in South America or, or Egypt. Or is it even a terrestrial location? I I am stunned at the notion that Agents of Shield might might leave Earth. They Although, won't. They won't. But the city might be extraterrestrial. Okay. I'm confused. I I, know, I, 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 know I guess much, Pete, Matt. is it that it's you don't want to say too much? What it what it comes down to, what it boils down to, is that I know too much um but all you need to all you need to do listeners um faithful listeners will have already listened to our marvel uh movie slate mailbag and uh marvel 75th anniversary special episode last week um and if you pour over the marvel slate there are very heavy-handed hints as to what the city is well pete i'm i'm certainly at a loss uh as we look ahead it's, it's one of those one of those frustrating realities of uh of not doing too much looking ahead um but i you have me thoroughly uh thoroughly hooked and thoroughly wondering what it could be well you will just have to wait a couple of episodes it's not going to happen anytime soon that of course is a good reminder that by our math and i don't know that this is official official but by our math there probably are three episodes left in this fall block um at most it would be four i can't imagine anything past that um and pete speaking of that of where we might go in these next three episodes um i want to just return maybe now this is this is me perhaps you know pulling up late at the end of the race, but I want to, I want to put a couple pieces together based on things that you've said in the past. If there's going to be this continued path for Ward's redemption, and if we can recognize outside the narrative of the show that him delivering these, you know, uh, bad dead birds to Colson, that's all well and good, but what's going to be the, the, the jump start uh, to, to really make him trustworthy. And if, there is this question, dear listeners, uh, as to whether Christian Ward is actually good or bad. Here's my level seven prediction with no, you know, no spoiler stuff, just prediction here. Um, if Grant Ward reveals that Christian Ward is actually the most awful thing ever, um, then by comparison, Ward is, you know, our Ward, Grant Ward, is less bad, therefore more welcome to return to the agency that he will have... Uh, helped by way of you know getting a mutual bad guy out of the way so there might be your path in the next three episodes especially since he's headed to dc to get his brother my lips are sealed matt we do not have any itunes reviews to read this week but just a gentle reminder that we love them. We love to get that feedback. We very much take to heart that feedback. And if you go on iTunes and you search Fantastic Geek, uh, we would love to hear from you. It's been great um, hearing from people on Twitter and uh, via email that they've been enjoying, not just this podcast. And we look forward to, to, to reading those emails on our next mailbag episode, probably towards the end of this month. Um, but also hearing that they've enjoyed the uh, the little preview episode that we did for uh, Agent Carter, 
just a quick programming note uh, that will be running as its own podcast. So if you listen to us on just the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed, uh, subscribe to the Agent Carter feed as well. If you listen to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, you're going to continue to get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You're going to get Agent Carter when when that show is on. Uh, little bonuses that we're working on, like the Marvel movie uh, commentary track that we're going to do. We're going to throw in a review of, uh, of uh, Christmas Story right in time for the holidays and all those other little bonuses that we throw in there. We've done Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, things like that, comic book conventions. So hopefully you're signed up for the Pop Culture Podcast feed. If you're not, that's okay. But uh, if you want to hear uh, our Agent Carter stuff, uh, certainly once the show starts, that's going to be only on the Agent Carter feed and not the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed because we just want to keep them, keep them separated there in case uh, Agent Carter isn't your thing. But Pete, do you know what is the thing of many people? What's that? That is getting in touch with you on Twitter. And how can people do that? Oh, you flatter me. 4,512 followers can't be wrong. You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R, J Ketelar, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. While I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can get in touch with the podcast. We are Fantastic Geek. That's fantastic with a PH. You can be in touch at the Gmail, the dot com, and the Twitter. With that, Pete, I will say in honor of how they say it in Tahiti, how they say goodbye, I will say na na, one and all and give you the final word. You want pain? Come and get some.